0: Just got a brand new instrument, uh, or maybe even a brand new VST, and you got a piano, and you're like, I can't really play this thing very much. And you've practiced before; you know how to practice, you know how to do scales, but you're not getting any better. You're not, you're not improving. So today on the Tune Shed podcast, we're going to talk about how to think about practicing, how to practice, so that it's fun. Okay and we're going to help you make use of yet another tool in the tune shed. That's what I forgot to say. There it is.
1: Welcome to the <laughs> Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music, history, theory, creative process, production, you name it. We're here to become better music listeners, better creators, and better music lovers. I'm your host Make Blurry and I'm dear. I'm dear here with my childhood friend Marty Gray, professional musician, amazing human, cool t-shirt. What's up, Marty?
0: Ah, <laughs> dude. What? Woo! Dude, we haven't recorded for a while, so it's it's like it's good to see you again, yeah,
1: yeah, it is good it's Come been on. it's kind of summer, so things are crazy, mm-hmm. and life is good um hey, practicing what a cool topic
0: practicing it's elusive, and it sucks, okay, so funny thing, I play a lot of disc golf, and uh, I meet a ton of people um on the disc golf course, and I'm constantly on cars with new people and meeting people and and somehow music on is, cars
1: you, you have carts
0: c- uh cards like a oh. like a card of four people that'll play oh. together and like shoot oh, okay. yeah that was I, confusing I
1: thought, okay i thought there was carts and disc golf too and i was like that's <laughs> actually pretty cool hey, i wonder how many wheels are Dude, really it's
0: coming it's coming yeah there are a couple courses in the u.s with uh carts now and it's like that's next level starting to get legit you know <laughs> anyways though all these people yeah right all these people so i meet a ton of people on the course and invariably music always comes up because they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a musician. And they're like, whoa. And there are tons of people that I've met who play music casually, right? Who played guitar in college and don't play anymore. Um, even more casually than you. I mean, Blake, you've like produced stuff. You like have a piano right there. That's you know? true. Like, I doink I around in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a bit, I mean, you're definitely a higher level. Like a lot of these people, they, you know, I played bass in college with like my buddies, in the dorm and like we'd make music we weren't really in a band but we'd like make music together and yeah. um and then i just like stopped playing because i didn't i don't know <laughs> you know that's that's a common thing or yeah uh with guitar players especially it you hear yeah i just don't like practice anymore or i just like fell off the wagon right it's not very and you i think what's really being said is it's it's not very inspiring to play anymore it's not fun
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: So there's this there's this sort of like upkeep element uh, to practicing. And yeah.
1: And, you know, there's the classic story. People say like, oh, I played piano a lot growing up and I wish I stuck with it. Or, you yeah, know, I played this yes. instrument. I wish I stuck with it. And it's interesting because practice and fun, they are really intertwined, aren't they? It's kind of like one yeah. thing is making you better. And one thing is like the motivation to keep playing. Yeah, um, that's right. Interesting.
0: There's also sort of the story of oh my such and such family member/partner got me a guitar or something for Christmas a and I, I like played it for a year and now it just like sits there. Yes. Yeah, that's a huge that's that's a story too. And I I think uh for a lot of you listening out there with a similar situation um I don't don't listen to this episode through the lens of like we're going to teach you how to practice and get you good and you're you're gonna be a virtuoso in no time I think the point is to sort of like reopen that window of engagement and fun into something that should be fun
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah and the way I think about this I don't know if this is where you're going but I I think of it as like it's almost dangerous to sit down and play scales in my opinion I, I've always prided myself on being a very diligent person. I was a very diligent kid. I was like, "Check me out! I'm gonna sit down and play scales. I'm gonna go on a run every day and become the best cross country skier." I'm so diligent. But then, that what did I happen?
0: By the way, <laughs> <laughs> Blake did go on a run every day, and he okay. did become the best cross country skier. <laughs> he has state in... titles to prove it. In fact,
1: <laughs> but it's funny though. Like, and it that works, sure. You can do that your entire life if you want to do that. Um, But it actually didn't work for me in the long run, especially with music. Because, one, because there's a lot of different skills involved in music. It's it's not this thing where it's like, if you just do this one thing, you'll be a good musician. Like, are you good at jamming? Are you good at playing piano? Are you good at songwriting? Like, there's a hundred things. Production. And you don't need all those things for sure. But anyways, long story short, what I'm trying to say is the fun, the things that I actually did that were fun brought me back to doing it again and again and again. And in the long run, that made me 50 times better than any natural town I had, if any. Um, and then also all that diligence, like, yes, you need to learn your scales and play them. But I, it's like, as soon as I sit down and start doing that, I think to myself, okay, I'm going to do this for a little bit, but I also need to have a lot of fun today because I want to come back and do this for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my pretty... real goal. Cause if that's... I do it for 10 years, this is one year, like look where I'm at skill wise. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And y- you've got the overarching sort of like theme of the episode already, which I think might be a record. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely the, 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 the idea is you need to create a motivation cycle for yourself Mm. so you'll keep coming back. You know, and that can take a lot of forms. So I felt like today we just like rattle off all of the different forms of those motivation cycles that we go through.
1: Oh I love that. Um, I love that so much.
0: I think I'll be I'll be like leaning on two things pretty heavily in this episode from my own experience. Mm -hmm. Um and I I feel like you can lean on drums and piano pretty heavily too with various anecdotes and comparisons and stuff but
1: that's perfect i love hey actually before we do that too i gotta give my thing that i always forget to give which is we're trying to upgrade this podcast make it the best experience for everyone possible better equipment uh better recording you know more experience for everybody so if if you're interested and you like this show check out our listener support it's in the show notes it's just a link just helps us out would really appreciate it um all right. And back to practicing.
0: Wonderful. Well, so a couple of years ago I was gifted this, which uh, I think, I feel like I've shown on the podcast before. It's a dulcimer. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a lap dulcimer. And I wanted to get better with this instrument than I normally am okay with, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like oh. I have a lot of little things in the studio and can play most things just fine. Yeah you know, well enough to, to put it into a mic and then like edit it later. Right. Uh, but for this thing, I wanted to sort of make it sing and make more musical phrases happen because it's cool and it sounds good. Um, and immediately I was like drawn to this thing. So the question was, how do you do that? Because I have, I mean, I, I have drumming, I have piano, but I don't really have anything that resembles like a plucked instrument. I don't have a background in like a plucked mm. thing.
1: You're building it from scratch in a way, not total scratch, but like the plucked area is a new area.
0: Yeah. And applying what I've learned throughout my career and like picking up new instruments and getting better with them, Yeah. So with an instrument like this, there are rudimentary reps that will help you no matter what it's scales, right? It's scales, it's chords, it's, it's exercises. You know in when i was in school for voice it was um this little italian book of like exercises that Mm. was supposed to help you like extend your range right it's it's all of this and and in sports it's you know running ladders and shooting free throws over and over again you know the 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 repetition it's kind of your building
1: blocks it's like your, your base
0: yeah and that that's the stuff that sucks (laughs) it does get boring quick it does and it's discouraging Mm. and i think what really really great like instrument players have taught me um specifically one of my guitar buddies whenever and he by the way this guy is like a virtuoso like very very good at guitar um Mm. there's nothing he can't play right he's just like a savant and he still does like rudimentary exercises, like different forms of scales. He's constantly learning new scales. But he says whenever he picks up a new, like a new thing to do over and over again, he mm-hmm. does one of that thing, and he tries to incorporate it into the other parts of his practice. And that's, I think, for a lot of people, the missing step.
1: Whoa! Wait a minute. That's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. I want to wait. Like how? Like,
0: <laughs> well, so for. For example, for this thing, uh-huh. um, I wanted to get good at like dulcimer picking patterns. Yeah, and there's a little bit of a translation with acoustic guitar, right? You're just doing there. There are common ones that you see really good acoustic players do. It's boom, 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 and for dulcimer that's two hands, right? And so there are pretty standard like beginner level picking patterns like you choose two strings, you go like that, and you choose two strings on your other hand, and you pluck them, and you just pluck them in eighth notes. Okay. Right? It's like a very basic pattern, but it would sound like, oops, jeez. Just Sounds amazing. So that's just like, boom, 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 boom. And so the idea is you would practice that running up the scale Right, you would go, ding ding, 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 and then up one string, bump, 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 bum, bum, up one string, mm. all the way up the thing and all the way down the thing. Yeah, and that's sort of your your rudimentary exercise. And I think how to make that fun is then you take it to the song, and you try to compose around that exercise, and that yes. that newfound skill.
1: That's beautiful because I mean, a couple things. One your creative juices are flowing right away. I have this new concept. How do I apply it to this old concept? The new concept being the plucking, the old concept being the scale. Right? So there's kind of a couple ways you could do that. But one of the ways is, okay, let's keep this simple. I'm just going to move it up the scale. And for me, something that I've always loved about music and how I got into music theory was like, it's a puzzle, right? You get to, your brain is super engaged to figure out, you know, what chord is that? How do I invert it? You know, whatever it might be. Uh But, what was missing in that experience for me was the real creative juice, which is taking that and putting it in music. You're actually expressing something yeah. at the same time. And if your brain's really busy and you're trying to express something, that's extremely difficult. But once you kind of, okay, I can play this plucking pattern up the scale, then maybe I can play my favorite song that I play and just kind of add that plucking pattern in a little bit. And now I'm actually expressing with something that I literally just learned five minutes ago. And that's, that's a great way to do it
0: absolutely yeah and it, it doesn't have to be like it can be as rigid or as loose as you want it to be like if you're really trying to genuinely get better at guitar um, and then you you start with a major scale and then you incorporate that major scale into whatever you want to do with guitar right and that's, that's I think the other like big question mark that we'll talk about in a second is what what does the fun part of it look like and what does the like project part of it look like uh. Um that's like the, you know, that's a huge caveat that we're talking about now. For me, it's easy, it's like, oh, yeah, just put it into the song that I'm working on. But not everyone has a song that they're working on or a group right. of people to play with. And so, like, yeah, that's, that's what we'll talk about. In How a do second. you
1: bring your practice into your play?
0: Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, and what are some ideas to help you get started? But like, with guitar, you start, if you're generally trying to get better, you start with C major, you might then move on to D major. then you might go to something minor. With this, it can be much less structured. Like I can learn one picking pattern and then produce my whole album with that, fine. Or I could, what I I ended up doing was looking at this instrument. And um, we've talked about this before, but it's organized with this like bar right here. This is like the fret bar. And you can bend the strings right here. Oh yeah. So you can actually, oh wait, someone's, someone's calling me we gotta and it's it's funny but um the same way you practice an instrument <laughs> right back into it <laughs> the same way the same way you practice an instrument is the way you practice like any repetitious movement mm. um like in disc golf the 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 thinking is there are tons of things that you can change about your form about your driving stroke same with yeah. ball golf like your, your golf swing you should really only be working on one element of your stroke at a time Hmm. and you should be implementing that practice you know with disc golf you practice in front of a camera or in front of a mirror and you throw a bunch of drives into a net you film it you're like oh this is really weird i need to change this and you spend a week or two just focusing on that one thing and then during your rounds you implement that one thing
1: yes because you need to you need to do it without thinking right right you need to yes. be thinking about other things you need to be aiming you need to be feeling your vibe whatever it is um that's so funny i was just telling someone about this the other day with drumming something that's so weird um if you struggle with like patterns my friend is like i find it hard to like do rhythm i'm off sometimes i was like well it's not actually that crazy what drummers do i'll tell you how to do it start tapping just you know like you're playing a hi-hat or you're just tapping on your hand or clapping And then try to do other shit while you're doing it. Just like keep clapping and try to talk while you do it. Try to (laughs) tap your foot while you do it. And just do it a lot until you're bored and then distract yourself, right? And eventually you can just keep that rhythm going with no thought at all pretty much. And you have freedom with your other limbs. And that's how you drum. And then all of a sudden someone's like, okay, play jazz. So you go, and you're like, that's kind of hard to do. And I need to think about it. Well, good luck playing with the jazz combo, right? (laughs) Like you have to have that part be automatic so you can improvise and do other things with the other hands. Um, So I I feel like it's really important to like think about that automaticness. Like if you need a strumming pattern automatic, you have to do it to the point where it's automatic.
0: Yeah, and until it becomes automatic, don't stop implementing it and don't stop doing the rudimentary regimen, Yeah, you know? Like two weeks ago, um, on camera, I w- I'm pulling my, my backhand arm in front of my body and it should be here. And so f- for two weeks, I've been drilling that like twice a week in front of a camera, Whoa. just in, like driving into a net and then playing around every day and mm-hmm. every single drive, just focusing on this. This is the only thing my brain's allowed to think about when I'm driving and it's That's like next level. It's just becoming, it, it's becoming something that I'm surprising myself that I'm not thinking about, you know? Yes. But the same thing goes for learning an instrument, learning anything. If, um. you know, if I'm thinking about, if I'm just thinking about that, there's no way I'm going to be able to move this finger up the string, you know, like. It's also tuned weird. I tuned it to Lydian, (laughs) but you get the idea. It's like, if you try to incorporate too many things onto the building block, um, too many building blocks like onto the structure, the the structure's gonna tumble. And you're gonna get frustrated. You know, you'll start to focus on one thing and another thing will fall out of place. And so, yeah, make one thing subconscious. And then when that's tucked into the subconscious, bring another thing in
1: yeah i've heard it described as um chainmail armor before too where it's sort of like you know you build up this set of skills and then you might notice hey i really struggle with this one strumming pattern so then you kind of have to go zoom in on that piece of chainmail and fix it and get it right and then, then now you have that back again and you don't have to think about it you're safe there you know you're good at that you got it um, I got it. kind yeah. of a funky analogy but it, it works once you once you've built up a huge pile of skills then you have your chainmail armor on right
0: yeah oh, i like that analogy yeah because if one thing is sort of weak if there's a weak link then the whole armor yeah set just kind of like falls apart
1: you're you're missing part too i feel that yeah and a good way i feel like to practice repetitive stuff is simple music like if you need to work on two bar chords that are hard on the guitar go find one of the eight million songs that are two chords back and forth for four minutes and yeah. just play along with them. And you'll be having fun. You're playing along with one of your favorite songs. But in the meantime, you got like 600 reps going back and forth between those, co- those two chords. Right.
0: Yeah. That's brilliant. I mean, yeah, let's, let's just pivot this whole conversation to the second whole part. Yeah. Um, Which is like, how do we implement stuff? Like, we know the exercises. You can easily look at YouTube videos and how to learn and practice the regimen for any instrument. Uh-huh. But yeah, the, the, like then what? You know, and you just you just like nailed. I think the most fun way to learn a traditional instrument, traditional being like bass guitar, drums, piano, right? Which is go learn your favorite songs and play yeah. along. You know, just so do it. It's, it's so fun. And I feel like that's how. Both you and I used to drum. We just put on totally. headphones like this. Queens, played, of yeah,
1: Queens of the Stone
0: Age. Yeah, play Queens of the Stone Age and like, uh, like Tool and Rush and <laughs> just like drumming bands. Yeah, <laughs> just and like just... I
1: started listening to just drumming music only. I was like, I love drums. I can't yeah. hear anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But if you're playing guitar, you start with like Slash, you know, and yeah or maybe not slash (laughs) but you can start (laughs) with someone easier you you learn easy songs green day songs and yeah you know if you have an acoustic guitar you'd learn some folk stuff google dolls whatever like whatever you're inspired by and you like playing um learn how to read a tab go to the tab and be like do i know those chords yeah i know those chords and then play along yes you know huge like easy and that's pure
1: play like you just sit down in a room with your instrument and have fun and then you've got a bunch of practice (laughs) into
0: yeah yeah the extended version of that concept is if you are further along in your journey and you are learning let's say the d minor blues scale whatever or just any blues scale um you will need to go find things in that key to solo over if you're playing a melodic instrument, right? right? That's a huge deal because how fun is it to find a song, preferably with like little vocals and just pretend you're the, like just to solo over it. Yeah. You know? Because not only is that going to reinforce you doing those D minor blues scales Mm -hmm. and it's gonna enable you to like employ some of that practice, um, but you are going to learn things about the D minor blues scale yeah. Because the band is going to be playing a certain number of chords, and you're going to learn which notes sound weird, or like yeah, I can't use a...
1: this note too much. Like yeah. I can use it a little bit, or it sounds good when I just kind of touch it for a second, but not hang out on it. And yeah. I feel like when I, I really am note, glad like, that you. Like yeah, it's, it's you such just, a big you just sort of the soul yeah. of it
0: starts to come alive, man.
1: Yeah, and every scale has a character, like major, minor, yeah, but also all the modes, the blues, the this scale that scale, there's a hundred different names from on the internet. And some of these, they don't even teach you in music school. I didn't even know there was all these, and they're just collections, you know, they're smaller collections of the major and minor scales or, you know, something different, yeah. but uh, they do all have different characters and it's, it's really less about memorizing the notes and actually about the character of the scale and how you employ it. Um, mm-hmm. Like the blue scale has the blue note. Like there's a reason it's called that it's important. You got to use it in the blues style. Actually, you don't have to, but it's good to know how it's used typically so you can play along with others and emulate a style and then break away from that style in the classic art way.
0: (laughs) Yes, 100%. And that can also go, you can flip that too. You are Mm. are allowed to be inspired by something that you hear in music that you like and then wonder, okay, can I learn that? You know, and Mm. then go off and learn it. So you can be like, you know, there's this sweet, like, to go back to the the dulcimer, um, I was listening to on TikTok a really good zheng player. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's a uh, Chinese instrument. It's the basically kind of like this. It sits on your lap or a table, and you there's a big bridge in the middle with like the strings sort of like attached on their other side. Yeah, and it's characterized by that like bendy like farry sound, like the right.
1: Yeah, nice. And,
0: on TikTok, I was like, I wonder if my dulcimer can do that. So this is what I was starting to explain about this bridge. Oh, right? yeah. So it can. Um, it can Sounds sort awesome. of do it, right? I'm trying to show it and play it at the same time. Right? And so then the journey became, okay, enough with picking patterns, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to start to make these like little counter melodies everywhere yeah um and just sort of play like a boom, bunker, you know
1: Oh, I recognize that. you did that in the song we made
0: <laughs> You can sort of like <laughs> it's yeah that's so an instant cringes th-
1: and we still haven't put that on the internet, but we really should like I that was like a <laughs> classic part of it.
0: It's true yeah it's all over the place and it's it's um this thing is all over my third album like because the there long story short there's uh it's a it's a story about a guy and one of his things is he went to Singapore so I wrote about his trip to Singapore and so there's a bunch of like I don't know Far East sounds in that song and like all over the record too but he oh cool um, Yeah, I just thought it was like, it it was a good fit. And also it was like weirdly inspired by the Zhang at the time. So you can let the, the point is you can let things from the outside sort of like influence how you're learning an instrument which can, which can be even more exciting, I think.
1: Yeah, and I love that too. Like that's even attaching it to your album with this story or like you could attach it to your favorite band, like all of a sudden you're actually putting meaning into your practice, which makes it so much more interesting than I have a scale. Like, you'd be like, oh, my grandpa played this blues scale all the time on the piano, so I want to learn that. And then it's like, okay, well, now I want to put that in some of my music because it's, you know, my grandpa's thing and I like that. And it just it makes it so much richer and, I, yeah, way more fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. And speaking of which, um, what if you don't make music? You know, what if you were gifted a musical instrument that you just want to learn? Mm-hmm. And so what, what can be, there needs to be a goal. I think right you know, it, it can't just be I'm gonna learn guitar because what does that mean? in the stratosphere the end goal is okay well do you want to be better than Jimi Hendrix like any <laughs> in, <a, laughs> in a year like what why you know like yeah really if if the goal is is uh, too ethereal then the habit's just gonna fall away there's not yeah. really much to work towards so I've I've met some people that their goal is to play an entire uh, um, Pink Floyd album oh, that's like cool. to learn to learn it and le- to like emulate yeah. the guitar as much as possible um, I
1: love learning my favorite songs yeah, or even just so. little parts of it it's just I hear something a million times and I've heard it a million times and I've just loved that song and listen to it all the time and then it's like it's playing one day and I just sit down at the piano and say what are the notes there and I find it for one part and then, you know, I didn't play it on the bass, it's say like it's a bass line or something, but I learned it on the piano. It's so rewarding and fun
0: it is, yeah, it is rewarding and fun, and it doesn't even have to be playing along with the song. It can be if you're learning if you like are learning acoustic guitar, yeah, you could make a cover set with ten songs, and you'd never have to sing it to anyone, yeah, <laughs> you know you'd be like, I want to be able to sing ten songs and I want to be able to sing them to myself,
1: yeah, you know. I feel like it's mostly, like, put something in between, like, I want to learn guitar and I need to practice scales. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty <laughs> like, much. <laughs> like,
1: if you just sit down and do, like, all the fundamentals, but with no interest in something a little bit beyond that, it's going to be really hard to keep going. I agree. I've experienced that before, big time.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, and it whenever I feel kind of, like, unmotivated or stuck, I always do try to, like, like you said, find the in-between. Yeah. Like, how do i reignite something like what what is new to me about this yeah um, what am i inspired by right now that i can just like shoehorn into you know this stupid instrument or like yeah you know what the whatever.
1: mid goals it's all about the mid goals
0: yeah it's true it's true so i that's all i mean that that's all i, I have to say about it um go out go out and practice
1: yeah i what guess i'll say think? what my piano teacher always said practice makes permanent a lot of people say perfect practice makes perfect but i don't like that one because no one's perfect but i do think whatever you play becomes permanent so go play what you like and and have fun with it
0: i love that i'm comfortable leaving it on that note
1: let's leave it on that note all right everybody till next time much love
0: bye